You're listening to a CanadianMovieCrew.com production. The Velocipastor is the story of a pastor who gains the ability to turn into a dinosaur and fights crime. Or is it? Welcome back to the Oars Movie Podcast, where we try to find the real story behind the story. I'm Derek. I'm Mean Mark. And joining us once again, all the way from Houston, Texas, is Scott White. How you doing? I'm doing well. How you guys doing? Good, good. I am fantastic now after having seen this. <laughs> what a joy. What a Love joy. this movie. Love this movie. As right soon as of- I heard about it, I was like, yep, that's right up our alley. Right out of the gate, I gotta say, because of my enthusiasm, I can't hold back. Um, out of the bad movies that we've watched, you can keep your um, uh, your Tommy Wiseau's for that artsy fartsy, you know, art house bad movie stuff. Give me this all day long, okay? <laughs> <laughs> and then let's get into why. <laughs> I assume for you is the hooker. It was a, it was a myriad of things. I don't want to myriad of uh, things. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She, notwithstanding, she's one of them. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I thought. I think when I first heard about this movie, I was at the comedy club. Did someone recommend it, like on Facebook or something? No, they mentioned it. Uh, one of the comics had mentioned, "Oh, did you heard about this movie, Velocipastor?" I'm like, "No, tell me about it." And he's like, and he told me about it, and I was like, "Okay." And I think I immediately went to our little group chat on Facebook and went, "Um, yeah, we're doing this." Yeah. So. As as some of our listeners know, I actually used to be a pastor. Yeah, did you go to priest college like they said in this movie? <laughs> no, no, that, that that's actually like quite incorrect. Priests don't don't really get called pastors. Wait a minute, hold it! You're saying that this movie had some, had some incorrectness to it, had some. Yeah. Well, yes, there's some theological inconsistencies. Yes, <laughs> well, maybe not <laughs> theological, but I mean. Like, their scripture work is pretty good, but anyway, sorry, <laughs> but I digress. <laughs> Scott, what was your first impression of this? Uh, well, um, the first thing we see, it was rated X by an all-Christian jury. I don't know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, did they actually screen it for Christians? I don't know. I, I, think, I think that's a joke. Yes, it, this movie... I assume so. This movie... Uh, is supposed to be intentionally. It's uh, in the uh, vein of uh, Sharknado, uh, where it, it's it's it doesn't take itself seriously. It knows what it is. Does How, it? I think it. Well, here's the thing. It does, but the man who it's because uh, the guy. It was written, directed, and edited by the same guy. I don't know if you have his name there. Shocker. Yeah. Oh, I can get it. Uh it's ma- it's a funny movie made by somebody who doesn't know how to be funny which makes it which makes it funny yeah the laughs don't come where the laughs should the laughs come where they shouldn't and <laughs> that's what makes it the great thing brendan steer is the name of the guy the um, uh, the auteur the auteur that makes this movie usually when you get written directed and edited, usually the guy stars on it. 
so I found that I found that odd where he didn't do the didn't do all four. Yeah, actually, you're right. That, and that's usually a budget thing. It's like, well, I've got to be the lead actor, too, because I can't afford to pay a guy or gal. It's also usually a clueless thing where the guy doesn't know that he can't act and the guy doesn't know he can't direct. And that's, once again, which makes it a great movie. Oh, yeah. When you get into that headspace where it's like only I can bring forth my vision. So I've got to be in front of the camera as well as behind it. Exactly. That's how you get a Tommy Wiseau. Yes. Have you guys ever heard of Neil Breen? Oh, yeah. No. Yeah. I'm surprised oh, we haven't done one of his yet. Oh, yeah. Neil Breen. Check. Uh, just when you're when you're out, uh, when we're done with this, check him out. Uh, it, it, he's he's up there with Wasso. Oh, my God. We have a budget on this movie. This budget. This movie was budgeted thirty five thousand dollars. <laughs> um, there were two attempts to crowdfund this film. First through Kickstarter and then through Seed and Spark. Neither of them succeeded. <laughs> the film received funding from a private investor that the mother of the, the direct the mother of the director's friend knew. <laughs> wow! So it was the dude's friend's mom knew a guy who could give this guy thirty five grand to make this movie. I think it was the dude's mom's friend, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, knew a guy. yeah. Like uh, Ethel, Ethel from her her sewing group knows a guy who has thirty five thousand dollars. <laughs> and then uh, it says uh, the director was uh, influenced by Guillermo del Toro. <laughs> oh, this just keeps getting better and better. Okay, um, so yeah, we. So Mark, yesterday, last night. You started watching the movies. Scott, you had seen it prior to last night. I uh, had, yes. I yeah. hadn't watched it yet. My goal was to get up this morning and watch it then. I got distracted. I had to watch it right up until the time that we uh, got online. And um, <clears throat> you said we may need to get a different version of this movie. And now I think I know why. <laughs> yes. Because five <laughs> minutes into this movie... <laughs> The pastor leaves the church and he says goodbye to his parents. They cut back to him saying goodbye and then they cut back to where the parents were. The car and the parents are gone. You hear screaming and fire sound effects. But in where the car was, you see the words VFX car on fire. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) And in my mind at the time, now, granted, I had just uh, finished uh, watching The Adventures of Hercules, another podcast that either is already up or will be. Um, so see that one as well. Uh, and I, I might have been a beer or two in, uh, but I had to. I had to just to get through that one. So in my mind, somehow there might have been a better cut because I what I didn't want was I wanted to see this movie in its full glory. Sure. <laughs> I didn't want later on to keep seeing VFX velociraptor vfx velociraptor right or whatever or whatever was coming i didn't know i just i just knew that this was i needed to see in its full glory that's why i was like wait is there another version where we see the car on fire (laughs) turns out there is not (laughs) now after saying that i think this movie might have been better if we had vh if they they (laughs) had actually seeing the velociraptor 
Admittedly, yes, but, <laughs> but correct, not... me if I'm, correct me if I'm wrong. That would have been the only VFX in this movie. Am I, is that right? Well, everything else is practical. That's what yeah. I mean. Everything else is yeah. practical, right? Yeah, yeah, including the Velociraptor, which is <laughs> so. Now your copy has it. You guys watched it on YouTube. Yeah, I had a copy that I acquired online. Let's say, and mine was the same way. So I'm thinking the DVD release of this movie has no VFX. I this, think yeah, he released it. it to the public without going back and putting in the VFX. This made it onto Blu-ray. Yeah. I, he he ran out of money. Probably release it this way. Yeah, he couldn't. Yeah, he couldn't go back and, and fix it in post. This is what happens when you cannot fix it in post. But I, mm-hmm. I've seen I've seen that there is a Blu-ray copy there. We're not the first ones to do this movie for sure, but because um, when I looked up Velocipaster, there actually was there's a, a young lady called Amanda Jedi, and she re- has reviewed this movie. Okay. And, yeah. Well, I, when I typed in Velocipaster, there were two links: this movie and her review of this movie. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> and she loves it apparently. So. Okay. <laughs> But she's holding a copy, a Blu-ray copy of Velocipaster. So that's why I wondered, you know. Yeah, this made the physical media. Yep, absolutely. It's out there. It's out there. Okay, so. Sorry, go ahead, Scott. Here's the deal with this. This movie is only 70 minutes long. 71 minutes. Yeah. And it's full of montages and flashbacks. (laughs) Yes. Yes. That needed just to be they had to pad the movie out and they could only make it to 71 minutes. <laughs> it, it's glorious. It is. Well, here's the thing. <laughs> One of the things that's like the, the inciting incident for this whole movie is VFX car on fire. Parents die. Okay. <laughs> yeah. That's the inciting. That's the inciting incident. And also the source of one of my favorite lines in this movie, but we'll get there. Um, and, by the end of it, we don't really know why the parents had to die. I didn't. I, no, we never get why. Not really. Like, and we get a, a few words from the best named pimp in the biz, but uh, Frankie Mermaid. Frankie Mermaid, because he's swimming in bitches. Holy shit! I laughed so hard. <laughs> you mean Johnny Depp on meth? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Johnny. He was Depp probably on the more. best actor in this movie. He gets killed fucking halfway in. I know, right? I friggin' Frankie Mermaid. That is the oh. best. That's too good. We gotta go through this because there's so many things in here that we gotta talk about. Sorry, well, Scott, go no, ahead. No, no, I was just gonna say, and he doesn't say he's swimming. He he tells P. he goes, Why am I Frankie Mermaid? Because <sighs> you're swimming in bitches. That's <laughs> so <laughs> they he said it so me. often. They said it so often that they know. So it's like uh, it's like escape from New York. You are the Duke of New York. You are a number one. <laughs> I'm sorry, but I, I have to get this. So the VFX car on fire. The consolation. The, yeah, the senior. The senior. The senior pastor. Uh, the the your priest. That basically he's he's studying under this uh, uh, Father Stewart. Says to him, "Parents die." That is what parents do. <laughs> That's what they do. They die on you. <laughs> what? 
as if that's all parents are for is just what? to die. What seminary did <laughs> have that? It's like parents die. It's what they do. I have that written in my notes. How could you not? Your bedside manner needs some fucking work, asshole. Oh, no, it goes beyond. He needs his money back from the seminary because they taught him wrong. <laughs> Father Stewart did not get a quality education. <laughs> what's our What's our main protagonist's name? Doug. Doug? Is that his name? Okay. It's Doug. Here's the deal. He never Doug, calls Doug. him Father or what? He keeps calling him Doug. It's yeah, it's, it's Father Doug Jones, right? And then his his mentor is Father Stewart. We don't get, I don't think we get a first name. And that is uh, is that Daniel? Oh, it must be the father of the uh, of the director. Playing yeah, father, they share the same name. So, okay. Oh my God! And so, so all right. So we have our inciting incident, and then he he's losing his faith. So Father Stewart, in his wisdom. Hey, listen, kid, parents thought, you know what? Why don't you just go? Just go away. Get your head. Okay, so this confused me because then he go- he drives to China. <laughs> he drives to China. He drives to China. I'm sorry. I, I, I heard your ears. <laughs> <laughs> because the opening credits are him driving. And then after the opening credits are done, it's just well, here's what happens. The opening credits are done. We see a caption on the screen, China. And then as soon as that happens, he, Doug goes, uh-uh, I'm in China. We know he's in China. But he's he's probably in a forest in northern New York or something like yeah, that, wherever he, the hell this is filmed. He says, he says, he says, ah. Uh, China and I'm like what on the other side of the forest <laughs> well apparently yes because he's at one point he's walking through he's he's looking at a compass and he goes ah China is east uh. <laughs> he keeps walking <laughs> and then for some reason this gang of ninjas is chasing There's down ninjas in this movie <laughs> <laughs> we have ninjas so there's ninjas chasing down a village girl, and they shoot her through the back, and the arrow comes out through her heart, through the front of her chest. Yeah. She falls at his feet, and he says to her, uh, are you hurt? Are you hurt? <laughs> are you hurt? I'm like, the arrow sticking out through my chest, fucking not an indication to you, asshole. Are, are you hurt? Are you hurt? No, no, this is just a decorative arrow through my heart. I'm fine. <laughs> it's it's in season. It's in fashion this year. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Oh, okay. And she speaks Chinese, and then she speaks English, and then she speaks Chinese. <laughs> and, and, and what he ha- she hands him a dinosaur tooth. Mm-hmm. And and also, I have to point out the fact that they have the largest subtitles I have ever seen in a movie. You know what? I appreciated that. I, <laughs> but they're huge, Mark. Did, they take I up like a have, fourth of the screen. I didn't have to get my cheater glasses on to read them. I'm a, oh, you know. that's so insane. <laughs> so insane. And once again, that might have been an inside joke that the director was, let's make them really big. You don't, you don't know. You yeah. don't know what 
again, once again, what 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 he was trying to pull and what was just an, inter- an interview with this guy would be amazing. Oh, we need to get yeah, we need to see if we can get a an interview with this guy. <laughs> so he's <laughs> five minutes. <laughs> like, five why minutes. would you ask him if he was hurt? If she was hurt, you dumbass. She, she she hands him she hands him the the dinosaur tooth. He gets an owie on his finger with it. He passes out, wakes up back in America. Did, did, Why? How? Did Father Stewart drive out and pick him up? Is that? <laughs> did they send him carrier? Because he just wakes up in bed in the church. He called him like like a Father, can you pick up my friend in China. <laughs> one of the parishioners maybe was <laughs> like what how did you get back and okay and then and then and then pastor stewart comes out and says oh no more dreaming about china <laughs> what so this was a dream did he dream that he drove to china and <laughs> and, and didn't help it. a dying girl no, I think was is he was he's dreaming about his experiences that he, because there's oh. no there's no sense of time. We have no idea how much time has passed. Right. Um, or so location. What, I believe somehow he got back to, to the church, and now he's just dreaming about what happened to him in China. Um, oh, so you're saying that? <laughs> oh, really? Okay, Scott, your face is like China. You're so derisive. <laughs> China, yeah. The air quotes. China. That's what I think is happening. Well, then, okay. and, and then we and then we cut and we meet Carol. Carol the hooker. Carol the hooker. Yeah, yeah. And Frankie Mermaid. <laughs> oh fuck, that's still the best. <sighs> and like, imagine you show up to work and your boss just slaps you across the face. Just because <laughs> apparently that's all she did. She's like, "Hey, boss, where am I pimping today?" And then smack. You're gonna get me that money. What? Like she hasn't had a chance to go hook yet. I mean, yeah. <laughs> you never, you've never worked for Jason Lawrence. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've worked with him once, but he didn't slap me in the face. So. Zing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my favorite line in this between the pimp and the hooker is, "You need to go to the park." That's where the money is. <laughs> to a park in the dead of night to pick up Johns because that's where the money is. That's where all these guys are hanging out to pick up hookers. Is he, the sends park. It, he sends it to the park at night at noon. Like, yeah, it's like high noon. She's, <laughs> yeah, she's, she's talking to him at noon and, she, and he's like, go to the park at midnight. <laughs> okay, so for the next 12 hours, what am I doing? Lunch. <laughs> Smoking. Oh. That's what I'm doing. And and so now we have uh, um, Doug has a freak out. And the, the first <laughs> the first people he meets, um, you know, he, he runs out. We meet he meets one a home in, in city comma the because we don't know where he is. Yeah. My favorite location. Yeah. Uh, yeah. A homeless dude, a hooker, and then and then that transitions into us meeting the pimp. Like that, that those are the denizens, denizens of this city. That's it. You know. <laughs> like, well, we we see her walking the park trying to get some Johns, and she's approached by a mugger, 
who says, your money or your life? And she says, I don't have any. I'll, uh, I'll have to take you to the guy. He says, take me to the guy who does. She says, he'll kill you. And the mugger replies with, that makes two of us. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. He'll kill you. That makes two of us. So is he going to kill himself? Is he going to kill himself? <laughs> He'll kill you. you. I know you are. But what am I? Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay. Um. So, because Doug had his freak out, and again, this goes back to the time, Doug had his freak out, and that's like, the one clever thing I think was he freaks out and then he passes Carol and then we join Carol. You know what I mean? Like the yes. camera leaves him and we follow her to meet her. I thought that was like, okay, that's, that's nice. I like when they can do that kind of thing. Um, like for an amateur movie, it's, it's actually, it's, know, about well, the, it's about the only artistic thing they oh, did. That, in this that's entire it. That, movie. Right. That's why I'm bringing it up. Cause like that, that, that compliment's not going to happen again, no. but <laughs> the, but so he's been freaking out since lunch yeah and then so he ends up in the park at night when she does so for the next eight hours he's oh man oh man oh god what am i gonna do (laughs) oh gosh darn yeah i think i'll go to the park and take a nap in the bushes or something so (laughs) so just before the mugger is going to kill the hooker the velocipaster who is now in dino form attacks him at night and we don't really see it. We see little bits and pieces. You know, what we do see though is them ripping off the incredible Hulk. He built Bixby's with the eyes. Okay. Yeah. When he gets mad, he's like, and he's fighting the change and then the eyes go yellow and then that's it. So it's here's what happens. He attacks the mugger. The mugger gets up. The mugger shoots the velociraptor. And he attacks the mugger again. <laughs> yep. I just need to say this. Everybody in this movie does their job poorly. <clears throat> they suck as pastors. They yeah. suck as ninjas. She sucks as a hooker. He sucks as a pimp. Oh, uh, I think he's very good as a pimp. He's dressed perfectly as a pimp. No, but no, but yes, but he's sending her to the park in the middle of the night. <laughs> Nobody is competent in any job in this movie. They That's are true. just absolutely, absolutely. That's everyone, true. everyone is horrible at what they do. Yes, so... except well, except for maybe one guy, the ninja master. But we'll get to him. Yeah, we'll get to him. Oh my god! So he wakes up the next morning in her bed. Nude. Nude, because, of course. Um, and she, he says, uh, he says, she says, you turn into a dinosaur. He says, take me back to what, what happened. I have to see. Hold, hold, hold on. They had sex. Did they? they did. No. No, no they I don't didn't. think so. That was, th- this is where he was trying to be funny. Because she, they're talking in double entendre. She's talking about how weird it was that he turned into a velociraptor. He thinks she means we had sex and it was weird. Yeah. That, that, they were trying to make a joke about that. Because if, okay. I, I, I believe they don't have sex because later on they do have sex and it's gratuitous. 
Yeah. Well, so yes. She said that I was. First I was um, but anyway, just to take, just to see a man turn into a dinosaur and then take him back to your house. Yeah. How did she get? How did she get a nude? How did she get a nude man back to her house? What, you never seen a hooker carrying a nude guy around? <laughs> you should come down to my neighborhood. They have, but that costs you an extra 20. <laughs> hey, are you watching this? It'll cost you if you're watching. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, you got to drive by Frankie really quick, though. Otherwise, he'll, you know. Oh, anyway, uh, continue. I'm sorry. Well, uh, well, no, no, no. well, what can't be overlooked is just how well she seems to be taking it. Because you're yeah. right. The guy yes. turned into a dinosaur. And not only not only did she not run away screaming, she took him back, lovingly puts him in the bed, makes some coffee in the morning. Yeah, she's there ready with a like every man's dream. A beautiful woman has just got the coffee ready when you first wake up, right? Like that's, you know, it's it's like a Folgers commercial. This guy just turned into a dinosaur, <laughs> and 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 you're doing the best part of waking up. Like no, <laughs> the best part of waking up. Is a dinosaur in your bed? You know. That's yeah. The... <laughs> that... So he says, "I, I want to go back and see the person that I killed." So she takes him there, and he says, "Oh, do you have anything for me to wear?" He says, "She says yes." She she and he puts on one of her dress? shirt dresses. I don't even know what they're called, but ha 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 ha. See, that was that was an attempt at comedy that failed. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, because they wear shoes that fit. So they go uh, out. I mean, um, but sorry, but yeah, I, I, I once again, I know this is nitpicking, but you're telling me she doesn't have a pair of sweats. Yeah, yeah. Um, thank you. Yeah, yeah, really. Yeah. And he's wearing he's wearing his shoes. If you look at it, he's not They're wearing. High... Yeah, yeah. Or she has the same size feet as him. Well, apparently, they have the same size feet, but she. Uh, anyway, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, uh, go ahead, Derek. Oh no, I noticed so, all that too, Scott. Don't don't think I wasn't lost on me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So they uh, they go back to the place where they where the decapitated mugger was, and she, he says, "Why did you cover his his head with leaves?" He's like, "What was I supposed to do?" And she's like, "You turned into a dinosaur, and I'm a hooker." And he goes, "You're a hooker," and I'm like, "That's what you took away from this?" <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you turned into a dinosaur and killed somebody, but let's stop and talk about the fact that she's a hooker. Okay. <sighs> Oh. And notice how they walk the same way in, but then he leaves running. Yeah, and she walks the other way to leave to 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 leave the area. <laughs> yeah, <She's... laughs> and but... for some reason the camera had to follow him running out of the forest. So now we're in the Blair Witch Project, you know. <laughs> so... Yeah, why was the camera chasing him? I don't know because we cut from there, and then it's just a still shot, and he's coming around the city block corner. So. It... In his robes that are obviously not actual robes. No, they're not. Because they have the collar that's actually like it's like it's just a it's just a white piece of cloth that's like um sewn to oh, the I, sides of the thing. I think it was safety it, pinned in because you can you get a shot of the back later and they have them safety pinned around the back too to keep them up. Oh really? Yeah, that's all okay. it was. Well, yeah, whatever that here, costume was. Here's the deal. You can buy priest costumes. Halloween, yeah. 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 Just find a what is it? Those those uh, Woody, those pop up Halloween spirit spirit Halloween. Yeah. Yeah. Oh you yeah. Buy, and it would look better than that. 
Absolutely. And I mean, priests don't wear robes. They wear like black pants and they have the shirt with the collar. That's it. Yeah. yeah. So I just wear black pants, a black shirt and get a piece of paper to go around your neck. Yeah. That's... Inside the collar. It looks more real. That's their day to day. Like, yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah. You don't even need to buy the costume. You can do it for a buck. You know what I mean? Like that's your, your cheap costume. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Let alone, let alone the fact that all the money you spent on ninja costumes. But well, but anyway, um, so he he, he goes so he, to confessional. Oh my god, I love the confession scene. And, and plot convenience time. His first confession is Freddie the Mermaid. Freddie Mermaid. Freddie Mermaid confessing to, just just because. <laughs> and he says, uh, uh, "How long has it been since your last confession?" Oh, geez, I don't know. It was a long time ago. What, two years? That's not. <laughs> I was raised Catholic. My last actual Catholic confession was like twenty-five years ago or more. You know, what yeah. I mean? like that's a long time. Yeah, I'm gonna have to answer this with a 1990 something. <laughs> yeah, there's math involved now. You know. Yeah. <laughs> and. His his he's running down his sins about cheating and robbing and killing. He took candy from a baby, then <laughs> threw the baby in the river so he wouldn't rat. <laughs> <laughs> he says, "Oh, you know, I deal drugs. I, I do drugs. I kill people." And he eventually reveals that he killed this guy's parents because somebody put a hit on them. Did, Did I hear that right? Scott? Yes, that was it. The head guy, which I believe is the the in ninja, but it's never we'll never find out why the hit is put on him. See? Oh, you know what? Just I, but I think we can figure it out though by the end. Now that I'm thinking about it. Now that I think about it, I yes. Now I now I know. I yeah. know exactly what you're thinking about now. We'll the get to twist. that when we get. There. We'll get to the yeah. twist. Um. So he. He turns half into a raptor, and so his 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 raptor glove comes through the uh, confessional wall and starts choking the guy. Uh, eventually, he just scrapes him and kills him, and then the priest runs off. Apparently, the dead pimp and the hole in the confessional wall doesn't cause any issue with the police. Not a thing. None at all. I, I, I don't know how the parish explains that. You know, when good confessions go bad. Yeah, but it's never addressed again. Nope. Yeah, never addressed. Nobody has any clue. And they could have done a whole cover-up thing where you know Father Stewart maybe figures it out and he covers up for Doug and has to deal with the cops or something like no. that. No, nothing. No, no, because no, that's even insaner later. Oh, man, just a simple scene of him just dragging the body away, just to make it look, uh, just to oh. make it look like he covered it up. Yep, sorry. Yeah, uh, that, yeah, and uh, for, and I gotta say, there are some superheroes who be jealous of this guy's power because he seems to have options. So, yeah. for example, the Incredible Hulk. He when he transforms, he transforms all the way to the Hulk, and that's it. The Thing can't transform at all. He just transformed once. He can't go back. Generally speaking, in most of his iterations. The Velocipaster, on the other hand, seems to have options. He can have just his Velociclaws, or he can go full Raptor. Like, that's pretty sweet. 
Well, he's really more of an X-Man, if I remember, if, I, if I'm doing this correctly, because his powers are brought on by emotion. That's, that's the Hulk. Yeah. Right. But, I mean, but he's able to control it. Mm. Well, we can go full nerd here. <laughs> okay, well, let's not, because we don't have time. Okay. We've still got a lot, of, a, lot, a lot of this movie to talk about. Um, so he, yeah. goes there, he goes there back to the hooker. Yeah. Carol. Carol the hooker. Carol the hooker. So, well, okay. so we should set up, when they first met, Carol wanted Doug to use his superpowers to kill bad people. Right. And Doug was like, no, I'm not doing it. Well, now Doug has had a change of heart, and he's coming back to Carol to say, yeah, let's do it. Why does he need her? I kind of like I, this. I got a better question. Why does he need to work out? Because we yeah. go straight from that. He goes, well, well, we'll create some rules and we'll do this. And so there's a montage of them going on dates and him working out. Yes. Why? I know. That's like, a I, lot. Well, that's those are two separate montages. When he, oh, yes, yeah. that's right. Yeah, they we have together. The, you're right. You're right. And I have the exact same note. It's like you're a dinosaur. Yeah. What are you working out for? We see something about that later, but yeah, it's just yeah. We see a hooker cot. We see a hooker priest montage. One of the many montages in this movie. Yeah, I, I lo- yeah, I love the idea. That it's supposed to be a training montage, but it's just him at the gym. You know, Bruce Banner doesn't need to work out. No, <laughs> <laughs> he ain't doing sit ups like it's or kettlebells. <laughs> so, you're right. Well, so he he needs. Uh, this her is to- all interspersed, by the way, with the dinosaur head biting people. Yeah, well, every once in a while, quote unquote. A- Biting people. Yeah, it's mostly them hanging out, though. That's the thing. Yeah. It's really mostly them on dates. But they explain that she, he needs her because she knows all the bad people. So he actually comes to this conclusion. He can't control the Velociraptor. But if he could point it in the right direction, then maybe he can do some good with it, I guess is the idea. So she yeah. knows. What, so she, apparently during this montage, she's pointing out there's... You know, Billy the drug dealer and, you know, Fred the murderer, and he's killing them instead of just killing random people. Yeah, and he later quotes some Bible, Matthew or something, rather, saying, mm-hmm. if I'm purging the world of evil, I'm doing God's work or something That's right. to that effect. Billy, he actually says, I'm on a mission from God. Yes. yes. He actually says that. So that's, yes, <laughs> the Blues Brothers reference right there. Yeah, really. Yeah. Oh. Um. So then, so then, what's the next one? He says, is "White guy ninjas, he... white guy ninjas." Oh no, yeah. we have white, white guy white ninjas, white guy ninjas, white guy ninjas. It's not just ninjas; it's white guy ninjas. <laughs> when Cobra Kai folded, we know we now know where all those students went. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Mark, go ahead. This is yours. No, no, no that's all my note says. It says awesome, white guy ninjas. <laughs> This is the one blonde who the one blonde kid who refuses to put on the actual black mask and instead is wearing a white handkerchief across his face <laughs> and then a white headband. So he's still getting the effect of the mask, but he has the ability to pull it down and be like, Hey boss, this is and he's doing this kid's actually pretty good. He knows ninjutsu and he knows drug trafficking trade and he knows uh, whatever the dialect the master is speaking, Chinese, I guess, uh, like Mandarin sure. or Cantonese or something like that. So I don't want to say Chinese. I know that's not, but he's he's able to understand everything the guy's saying and just re- respond. You know what I mean? And yeah. So and then we meet. Yes, we meet the master. Of course, that guy has to be Asian. You know, we don't. We don't. We yeah. <laughs> Although you could have got the same guy who 
who ran Cobra Kai. I forget the actor's name. You probably could have got him. <laughs> but these guys are doing. <laughs> There's always the scene of like the students training. And these poor guys are just doing these lazy ass front kicks, but the scene goes on forever. Uh, guys uh, have to keep no, no, the punching ones later. It's the kicking one that gets me because that's and and you can tell the guys are getting tired. They're not, you know, and they're just the kicks just get lower and lazier and like hiya, you know. <laughs> did did that scene not look like it was in somebody's backyard? Absolutely. <laughs> That's the first thing I thought. I'm like, well, that's some dude's backyard right there. Something tells me it was it was about 50 meters away from where the the lady was shot with the arrow a few minutes ago. <laughs> I think they were actually in China. Yeah, they were actually in China. Yeah. <laughs> they drove there. They made the drive. They, they they have a station wagon. They all hopped in. Let's let's go to China for the day. <laughs> so, but. But here's the weird thing, because we find out, and this is sort of bringing in later, but, okay, so the ninja's plan is to introduce the city and get the entire city hooked on super cocaine. Yes. And then cut off that supply entirely so that the only choice the public will have is to go to church. Yes, go to help meetings. <laughs> So, wait. I mean, we don't get that until later. We don't get that till later, but no, I, so we, I, but I, I can't get that out of my head. No, of right course. Now. I, I, the, yeah, the only choice would be to come to God. Yes, like most most cokeheads pick God before, you know, robbing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And and as if you know, they took away their super cocaine. Like no one else. Like like I don't know, Colombia would be like, oh hey, we're we're back up, you know. <laughs> With you know regular cocaine, yeah. so oh, we okay. we go we go back and now mind you when when Dave and uh, sorry when Doug and Carol were creating the rules the first thing is Father Stewart must not find out. After we cut back from the White Ninjas, <laughs> he's telling Father Stewart about his velocipowers. Okay, before he does, before you get there, I have <laughs> to point out that he has two books that he's reading. One is all about dinosaurs. Yeah. Because he doesn't know anything about dinosaurs, and he asks well, the hooker, "Do you? What do you know about dinosaurs?" <laughs> I don't know anything about dinosaurs. I'm a hooker. So, <laughs> then they go number two. The second book they're reading is a book called Crime Two. <laughs> I want to know what this series is about. <laughs> What's Crime One? What's Crime Three? Is this like how to? Is this like the police book that you have to read in order to get your police badge in this town? You have to read crime one, then crime two, then crime three, and take a test after each one. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. is this the textbook for like the cops in this town? And and he's already blown through crime one. Yeah. yeah. And he tries to hide this gigantic crime two book inside of a smaller Bible. <laughs> like he's like he's in fucking school trying to hide a comic book in his textbook. Yeah, this is this is basically hitting you over the head. He's the director, writer, you know, is trying to, you know, religion versus evolution. You know, he's they're button heads right here. Uh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Or they're and coming it, together. Yeah, maybe. I, 
maybe, but uh, it's not very subtle. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Carol, I don't know much about God. Doug, I don't know much about dinosaurs. That's, they're tete a tete, <laughs> <Yeah>. you know. <laughs> and the... and for crying out loud, Doug, as a priest, breaks the third commandment all the time. He's like, Jesus Christ, God damn it. Like, he's taking the Lord's name in vain, left, right, and center. Well, he's also murdering. Well, all the while, but that's the thing. Well, he thinks his murdering is for good, but he's still this, you know. Right, right. He's already blown past thou shalt not kill and right on to let's take the Lord's name in vain, you know. (laughs) And he's he's coveting a hooker. (laughs) (laughs) Well, she's coveting him. I mean, uh, true. Oh, my God. And and they, they so... Father Stewart decides to take uh, Doug to I thought what I thought was a rogue priest. I was like a no. cult leader? Well, the way he said it is like he specializes in exorcisms, which is a Catholic thing. Oh, but but his methods God. are suspect. I'm like, is this guy like a rogue priest? Like he, he you know, he he, follow, he has the general beliefs, but he doesn't follow the tenets of the church? Like uh, maybe I was just trying to make up a better movie here. <laughs> but there was a guy. You know, look oh this up. man, he looks like a guy that was in ECW called Sinister Minister. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll get a I'll, I'll get a picture of this guy for you. Uh, um, but anyway, he so he yeah, but he is a rogue priest. He's a guy. He's not a priest anymore because they say that he's not a. Um, he, he he does exorcisms, but he does it his own way. Yeah, yeah, he follows other, other ways of other yeah. message. So he's gonna he he wants them to perform an exorcism. But he's and using this pagan is, ritual. Yeah, using pagan rituals. But this is where we get, for some reason, Father Stewart's background. Oh my God! Where he goes to the Vietnam War. <laughs> it's just right next. To- and let me ask you guys something: What after all this flashback is done? You know what it means? Absolutely nothing. <laughs> Absolutely nothing. It's it's it, it's worthless. The spoiler alert: A couple of minutes later, Father Stewart dies. He's killed. So this this five longer this uh, this five six minute flashback in Vietnam. Where the, all the guys had oh, and what about the wig he's wearing? <laughs> <laughs> he's they're in Vietnam, but he's wearing a World War II helmet <laughs> with this wig under it, and he's supposed to be young, and he's talking to a sergeant who's got this hipster haircut. It's, yeah, not military standard at all for either of them. But let's talk about this is what caused him to go into the ministry because he's standing there. He's talking to this guy, this buddy that he has, and the buddy lights up a cigarette oh, and he gets remember, Al. Sure. Hey, you should name your first kid after me. And when young Al asks where he got his name, you can tell him that you named him after your army buddy, Al, who you'll be friends with forever. Blam. <laughs> oh! He gets shot, falls to the ground dead. But is still smoking, dragging on the cigarette and blowing it out. Did you notice that? I missed that. I was too busy laughing, I think. Oh, my God. 
So his buddy dies. This has all the markers of the awesome World uh, Vietnam movie, though. They got a fence with a bloody helmet hanging off. He... <laughs> they've they've got the boys stopping to have a smoke. Oh, do you got a gal back home, Johnny, or whatever, or Al? You know what I mean? Like, the, like that special gal. Wait, no, the special gal. I think this is cliche one hundred and one. Yeah. Every single cliche, every single Vietnam War cliche you can have is they put it in. It's in five minutes. They managed to cram all of these mundane cliches in the five minutes. <laughs> they wrapped up platoon, full metal jacket, you know, all those. <laughs> what I especially love the cliche they do is when the guy is still in Vietnam and his wife comes to visit. <laughs> is, is running. <laughs> is she there in Vietnam? <laughs> she shows up in Vietnam, runs toward him. <laughs> Steps on a landmine that's six inches in front of him and blows up. <laughs> the landmine, it wasn't out. It was in their company. In their company, <laughs> one more step and he would have stepped on it. Yeah. <laughs> he was literally like, and it's a stick. It's just a stick on the ground. <laughs> that was her mark. <laughs> so Why? Why? Why first is she there in Vietnam? How did she get on the? Bus? Well, she she made the drive, right? So she made the drive. <laughs> Somebody, Somebody was left to China. Yeah, to China, dropped her off in Vietnam. <laughs> she hitchhiked. It was it was right. the seventies. You could do that. <laughs> he dropped me off in Vietnam. I'll hitchhike from there. Just say, just, just did she have a cardboard sign that says "Heading to the War"? And, <laughs> and someone's like. Hop in. She, she drove to China, made a left. <laughs> then... <laughs> I should be in China. I should have taken that left turn to Albuquerque. <laughs> oh, it's so good. But, then, but he's so, like he's in shock, and the two people on the either side of him come over and go, huh? Landmine. Interesting. <laughs> smoking. And... Just smoking. <laughs> the the effect really of... cares. Clearly carrying plastic guns. Yeah. Yes. 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 I love the 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 effect of she. So she runs. They have her run up a hill. So this middle aged woman just running up a hill, and she hits her mark, and then it's like they cut to someone just cut. Cut to yeah, and then someone just like a bucket of blood and fake entrails, just, just like you can't do that on television, right yeah. in his face. <laughs> like he's just. Whoosh. Just a bucket of red paint just thrown on them. If you've ever watched Mythbusters, if you get near an explosion, you actually get more than just blood in your face. I don't know if you knew that. <laughs> yeah. He was so close to it. It was crazy. At this point, I just wrote down WTF question mark question mark. That was my and, note for that entire scene. And the best part is Father Stewart is narrating to himself. Yeah, because he's not telling Doug the story or the rogue. He's not telling anyone the story there during the exorcism. The camera just pans to his face and he starts narrating for no reason. <laughs> Here's the deal. Like I said before, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how he became a priest. It has zero. It has zero impact on the story. Yeah. It never comes again. 
and he dies. He, oh, I thought he died there, but he he he, he died. It does. It, it has no. It was there to. It was there. Obviously, he, this guy thought this would be funny. It was, but not on the way he thought it would. But it's also padding. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. But he, but he wakes up with with an eye patch on his glasses. Where, <laughs> on his glasses. Yes, most people wear the eye patch under the glasses. He was you, wearing it on top of the glasses. Did Did you see where he lost his eye? Oh no, he what? got attacked off camera. Oh, that's right. During that's the, right. during because, exorcism, because... Velocipaster comes out again. Yes, yes. But then that's where they that's where they do the montage of them having sex to like a, a '90s rock song, yeah, like see, a heavy this... metal song. Yeah, this is this is again the like when was this actually made? You know what I mean? Like it was how long? Oh, was this, this was in made production? in like 2017. Was it really? Yeah. Wow. And and yeah, and by the way, she has sex. So she's taking the virginity of a priest. Yeah, she doesn't take her bra off. I'm like, excuse me, if I'm, I'm going to break a vow here, I want the whole experience. All right, like, <laughs> talk about a half measure. But it's like it's cut up into like the the screen gets cut up into like six different parts, like it's, six different squares. I have here, it's like seizure porn. Yeah, <laughs> it is <laughs> because. Because it's like, it's like they they put they put a uh, yes they put seizure porn in the middle of a sex montage between a priest and a hooker who doesn't take her bra off. Yeah, uh, I I don't I, I I don't even know where to begin. Like, Rug. <laughs> and then this but, is where, but then the priest wakes up because they found because because. Don't they get attacked by ninjas in his house? In the bedroom. True. And they're like, oh, like we went after your we went after your uh, father Stuart. And so they cut to Father Stuart waking up with the eye patch on. I think we're missing the most important thing of that scene is apparently after sex, she got up and got dressed to go back to sleep. Because when yes. the ninjas attack, she is fully clothed. No, no, no. Yeah. She's in her bra and underwear. Yeah, she's in her bra and underwear. Yeah. Yeah. He he so so a, a, a priest and a hooker, like the priest is in his tidy whiteies. <laughs> Thank you, Scott. I go to a yeah. bar. I was going to say the same thing. Yeah, <laughs> go into a bar and beat up three ninjas. So they yeah. were outnumbered by people that apparently have more training than them. Not a problem. Like he doesn't have to velociraptor out. She all of a sudden is is like the best. You know, she's yeah. she's Electra all of a sudden and can take out these ninjas. That was, that's the best part of it. I was like, wait, what? Like that was some that was some damn fine sex. I tell you what, it had to be because now all of yeah. a sudden they can kick ass. Yeah. And, well, yeah. It's like the, the movie is hiding it. Well, like I said, the ninjas are horrible at their jobs. Um. So then, but then well, they yeah, say obviously. like, then they say like, oh, well, it doesn't matter because we got your sensei or whatever. So then, Father Stewart wakes up with the eye patch in the tent of the main. Of the head ninja, the Chinese mm -hmm. guy. Yeah. He feeds, he gives him tea out of the same teacup set that my grandmother had. Mm hmm. Did you notice that pattern? Yeah. Remember, you've seen those patterns oh, before, yes, right? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Like everyone back in the 80s had that tea set. You could tell they went to like Value Village to get that kind of shit. Or just their mom's place. Yeah, exactly. 
<laughs> and then what does he kill the 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 pastor he kills, he, well he tries to recruit him the, yes yeah yeah he tries to recruit him first because he explains we're not just because the first time we meet the ninjas where i guess we're to believe they're just drug lords they're ninja drug lords but then because right. i have because my next note after like the ninjas lose to two people in their underwear um Again, one of which is a priest. I mean, like, all those push-ups don't really teach you how to fight. Just saying. Anyway, and and my next note is in all in caps, and they are ninja priests. I was like, oh, I'm so happy. (laughs) When they reveal that that they're they're actually behind all the drug trade for the good of of the world. (laughs) And then he, he basically, he fails to recruit him, so he stabs him with an arrow. He says he just says you have no faith, and he kills him. So yeah, he kills Father Stewart after saving his life. <laughs> yes, after that lengthy flashback. <laughs> <laughs> but you're you're right, Scott. It, it, the flashback meant nothing. Like what if he, what if he had met the the ninja leader back in Vietnam or something, right? And yeah. It's- and he that, tried to recruit him back then, or you know, so they they would old war buddies. Oh my God, it's you! You know what I mean? Like that made sense. It's kind yeah. of well ish, but you know. <laughs> he says, "I was the one. I was the one who killed Al." Um, yeah. He, with a connection, yeah. I'm the one who killed your your buddy in Vietnam, or I was the one who set the mind that killed your 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 fiance. Yeah. Honestly, justify. I was kind of hoping that the Chinese guy would lead the 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 father out of the tent, and as soon as the father stepped out of the tent, he would step on a landmine and blow up, <laughs> and get shot with an arrow, and get shot with an arrow, and then get shot by the thing, and then still smoke a cigarette. <laughs> so so okay. at least we get to it, I think. Yeah, this is the <laughs> final showdown. Okay, so this before we get to the final. Sh- Showed up. This line, this line just made me laugh. The hooker and the priest—they're talking, and the priest says, "Good thing that Ninja told us the hideout before he died." <laughs> I can't find the hideout with this voice. Of the good thing that Ninja told us where the hideout was—that's what a four-year-old writes in a script. How did they find it? It's a good thing this ninja told us where the hideout was before he died. That's <laughs> so. So the the writer director reviewed the movie and said, "Oh wait, we have one inconsistency we have to fix with a voiceover." <laughs> yeah, the one inconsistency. I found the one thing. <laughs> the one thing about this movie. <laughs> now this movie is off the cans. Yep. <laughs> so, so, the blonde kid. The blind kid, white ninja, <laughs> his Doug's brother. <laughs> after, after we've seen, seen flashback after flashback of "You're my only son, and I'm so proud of you," then we cut back again. Oh, oh wait, 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 wait. That's that's one thing I totally forgot about. Is, is during the flashback, Doug has to his to his father. His father's sitting in the car, and he goes. Well, if you sure you want to be a priest, you sure you want to do this? That's a big step, my son. He's like, yes, I think I could do some good. He said, okay, well, you go ahead in 
you you go into priest college. Your mother and I will circle around in the car. Uh, well, did you see? Apparently, what? Okay, in because of the, the background is like it's just this bright light surrounding it's Uncle Ben. It is. He's Uncle Ben in the scene. Yes, 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 yes. With great power comes great responsibility. Yeah. With great priest power comes great priest responsibility. That's, That's the right. whole scene that he's doing. With great velocity power comes great velocity. There you go. Velocity. Aunt May's in the back seat. Yeah, this one yeah. Aunt May's along for the ride. But then we see in the in the other kids' flashback, he's in the trunk. Right. <laughs> he's in, he's lying down in the, in the in the back of the station wagon. He's like, you're my only son, and the head pops up all creepy-like. <laughs> and, and once again, it's never revealed why his father never accepted this guy as a son. We have no, no, no. idea why he why he is never mentioned. It's just, we're brothers, and I, it's... Uh. <laughs> all, we, all we know, it's the end of the movie, and these two have to fight. So, yeah. so while Doug is fighting his brother, Mono Imano... Um, Carol, who's in now her superhero costume, she has a yeah. fighting leotard on, is taking yes. on four ninjas by herself. And winning! <laughs> and winning, Mark. She wins. She beats the four so badly that they call out the big gun. Yeah. Who takes her down with a slash of a sword. Meanwhile, he's turning into a dinosaur to kill everybody else. Which he could have done in the first place. She could yeah. have done earlier on, but whatever. Um, and, oh, 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 this has my favorite part, too. I don't know if I should skip right to this, but the brother throws the sword into his sword into the dirt and says, I will I will not sully my... The, uh, the holy ground. I, I will not sully the sword of my ancestors with your blood. <laughs> and I'm thinking it. We're all thinking it at this point. But then Doug says it later. Your ancestors are my ancestors, too. He actually calls the sword to his hand, Mjolnir style. He's Jedi! Doug's a Jedi! <laughs> or at least he's worthy. If nothing else, it's a magical sword and he's worthy. And but it he comes just to calls, him when he calls the sword to his hand like he's a Jedi and then just yeah. kills and then kills his thing. And then kills his brother. Wait, wait did you see how it was done? No. Because he raises the sword and then plunges it towards his feet. But the brother was standing in front of him, cut to, he's, he fell down somehow. We don't know. <laughs> <laughs> we don't know. And so he stabs him and he's, and he's trying to be all emotional about stabbing his brother that he just found out, that we just found out he had. Yeah. And if you look, uh, if you look at the scene, I don't know if you guys noticed this, but if you look in the scene, in the bottom left hand corner of the screen, is Carol. And she's just standing there in Mortal Kombat pose, you know, pre yes. yep, and yes. she's back and forth. She actually breaks, looks to the camera and she's watching Doug just and kind of puts the arms down like, "Are you done yet?" <laughs> I did see like, that. Like, yeah, she was waiting for the cut. It was awesome. Ugh. But then he turns and then and then that's where she gets sliced. She literally gets like sliced yep. by a sword across her chest. This is where she just stands after taking out four ninjas, yes. including the Australian one. 
she just stands there and lets this guy slice her down the middle with it. Does not do anything. No. No. But then he goes, Doug goes over, you know, Carol, Carol, oh my God, oh my God. Did you notice the <laughs> the ninjas in the background standing there as if they were sad? Kill them! I'm like, this is, you. there's a, there's a, 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 a field full of ninjas and he's just weeping over this. Kill him! But they're all standing there, like arms on each other, going, "Oh my god, this is really sad." <laughs> this is the com. This is what you were talking about, Scott. This is the comedy that that's just not. This not is the landing. comedy out there. Because the guy, one of the guys, is like checking his watch. They're crying. They're consoling each other. You know. You know what though? I just, I, I just gotta say, this is what happens when you go. This is what happens when you go with white ninjas, right? You don't get that quality. <laughs> Right. Well, they had one black ninja. Did you notice that? They had they had a black one, they had an Australian one, and a bunch of white ones. Yeah. So, but he ends up taking her to the hospital, where the doctor's headband wait, thing whoa, doesn't whoa, whoa, fit. Whoa, 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 hold on! Kill the head ninja. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah. Go. Okay. Go ahead. Uh. Well, the, he he turns into a dinosaur, and he starts killing everybody. Oh, this rampage was hilarious. Yes, there, it, Barney the dinosaur looked more menacing than this. <laughs> this thing had a hunchback, for fuck's sakes. Yeah. And so, but apparently the head ninja shot him with an arrow that was dipped in something that changed him back into human. There was an old. So I guess there was. He's not a dinosaur, he's a dragon warrior. And the ancient Chinese had a. Uh, an antidote. They hunted, them. They hunted yeah. them down. Yeah. And they had an antidote, and I guess that was on the tip of the massive arrow that he had for his bow. Here's the deal. Not only does the arrow turn him back into human, but it paralyzes him because he doesn't move. No. Mm-hmm. He, he doesn't just move from the he just stands there. And then the head <laughs> I like when the head ninja goes up and he the starts head play, he's walks. playing with the arrow. He's playing with the arrow. Yeah. <laughs> the head priest walks over and starts taunting him. And then what, uh, another great line is, well, apparently it didn't work on my hand. And his hand is still a dinosaur glove. And he chokes him out with his dinosaur hand. <laughs> and he pops his head off. He pops yeah. his head off. He, oh, that's right. He pops his head off. He doesn't pop his head off. He pops a mannequin's head off, which has which has hair glued to it to make it look like the Chinese guy. <laughs> it's got the squ- the little rounded off bottom and everything like yeah. that. <laughs> and he holds it he holds it up triumphantly, turns it around and continues to hold it. Here's the deal. When your prop looks that bad, don't give it so much screen time. That's where you need editing. Twist it off and throw it away. Don't show that thing. His, and his, I mean, his scene, he's doing the, like full on Van Damme with the. Oh. Ah. Meanwhile, meanwhile hang on, hang on. Meanwhile, the disembodied head of the lead guy is still. Still standing and squirting blood and squirting, and squirting blood into his blood into his face. 
Oh my god, it was What? <laughs> and then he just drops the head. He just drops the head, throws it down. Okay, now onto my girlfriend. She gives some speech about oh it's my time. I'm like, you are barely cut. You have like a half a half a centimeter cut across your chest. You will be fine. Oh, yes, and they, they make a to, point of that. They take her to the doctors. The doctor sits down and his little head thing falls across his eyes because it doesn't fit his head properly. And she's, and he says, she's going to be fine. While he goes into the ashtray to pick out a butt that's already been smoked to relight it. <laughs> In the doctor's <laughs> office. No, 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 no. It's not a doctor's office. It's the waiting it's a, room. It's a dentist's office. Because when we go see Carol, she's in a dentist chair. Oh, is that what it is? That's a dentist chair. Oh, that's right. She's, oh, my God. She, she, so, what, but what the hell was with the, she's going to be fine. Don't worry. And then in big, bold letters, she's no. fine. He walks in and goes, are you okay? She says, I'm going to be fine. I'm going to be fine. And then big letters across, she's fine. Oh, yeah, <laughs> like, for some reason, we, but we had to hang on the doctor in the waiting room. For way too yeah. long, for some reason, like that. Yeah. I, I'm guessing that was the like the the writer's brother, maybe, and he gets his one scene or something. Well, here's oh, the thing. Like I said, the movie's only 71 minutes long, and it's it's just all padding between the not only between the flashbacks and the montages, but just about every scene you could cut five to ten seconds off. Uh, just about every scene, oh, yeah, he was on the scene way too long. Yeah. And it's just to and and it's just to get the movie to uh, uh, seventy minutes or whatever Over an hour. I'm guessing he was shooting for right it was just. I think that's it. Over. I think it has to be over an hour to be feature, quote unquote feature length. So right. Well, otherwise it's television. Right. Yeah. But she she's in the dentist chair. She has a gray dress on that we've never seen before. We don't know how it got there. And then she has the hospital gown over top, and then. Cut to the next scene. She's in that same gray checkered dress. So were they on their way to film that last scene? And they're like, oh, hold on. Let's stop at the dentist office. He's got five minutes. Put this on. Sit in the chair. She's fine. And then they, and then they went on to the to the end scene. The you know, the the, the happily ever after. Oh, well, the one where he decides he's still going to do it. And they're just going to go on the road. Um, go on the road in a 1970 Chevelle SS. That is not a cheap car. Where does a priest get that? I want to know because that was a nice car. I, well, he's got a billion dollar bounty on his head. Billion with a B. Billion. Is that what one billion dollars. Yes. <laughs> one billion dollars. Uh, yes, there's you know a, billion dollar, a billion dollar bounty on his head. That you know what that is something Doctor Evil might do. I want that Velociraptor to myself. Fetch him for me for one billion dollars. I want Velociraptors with laser beams on their heads. <laughs> is that too, too freaking much to ask for? Okay, I got a little. I got a little ball in there at the end. <laughs> my, <laughs> my Doctor Evil got a little feminine there at the end. Oh my god! <laughs> and then after that, they're fine. Then that's it. That's it. That's it for the movie. That's it. Oh, uh, that's the one thing I, I have to find it here because I had it and I 
Just got rid of it. Hang on. Oh my god, I'm spent. Woo. Let's see. The reason why I like this over the room is because it, it tries to be actiony and sci-fi and everything like that. It fails spectacularly, but whereas the room it's trying to be, you know, avant-garde and art house and fails there. This one's got ninjas, so it wins. <laughs> yeah, this didn't know what it wanted. It, uh, let's get ninjas. All right, right? How about dinosaur? It, it, it's literally a four-year-old. What do you want in your movie? Ninjas. What else do you want? Dinosaurs. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And what else do you want in your movie? Priests. Priests. Ooh. And uh, little Johnny wants a pimp too. Can we get a pimp? <laughs> yeah, what's a pimp and a hooker? science fiction it's there's romance and there's ninjas and there's dinosaurs and there's a heartache you know the flashback in vietnam um, it's just a hodgepodge of everything that's thrown together and they throw in this moral quandary in the middle of it is you know is killing bad people ba a bad thing like there's a actual a moral argument trying to be had in the midst of all this buffoonery you know, and also there's, you know, religion and evolution. Yep, yep. Right. What, which one is one right? Is one more right than the other? Is one completely wrong? Can they can they exist together? Can one exist without? So it's trying to be a little, I think it was trying to be a little too heady. A little high and mighty, eh? Yeah, it's a little too high and mighty for a philosophy. <laughs> well, well, that's the problem with this movie is that there are times where I think it's trying to be funny to be funny. Like the scene where the... The old Chinese guy is laughing, and the white guy is laughing along with him, but he's fake laughing. Yes. And that yeah. goes on for a really long time. It's like, okay, well, that's meant to be funny, and him hiding the book inside the book is meant to be funny. But the rest of the movie, like, they're acting like they're taking it super seriously, and this is going to get them their big, this is their big break. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, it, so, like, right. it, it doesn't lean into either. Yeah. So it's kind of like, well, is, is it Sharknado or is it The Room? You know what I mean? It's kind of like halfway yeah. between. Well, I no, see, I don't, I don't, well, the only reason I disagree with that, the room tried to be serious and failed. That's what I mean. Oh, I see. And Sharknado didn't. Okay. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. No, you're right. Uh, sorry. I don't know what I was thinking, but yeah. So uh, I don't have a whole lot of things on it, but I did have this at the end of the movie. It says shot on location at shooting for the moon, which is a, uh, herbal uh, spiritual store in uh, Shrewsburg, uh, Pennsylvania, where this movie was mainly filmed. Oh, Pennsylvania, okay. Muscle Inc., which is a gym in Pennsylvania, yeah, where this yeah, was we, filmed. Yeah. The United Methodist Church of Strasburg, Pennsylvania. So that's the church. <laughs> it's ah. got the offices of Dr. Lawrence Herbert. <laughs> oh, that's the, the end scene in the dentist? That's the check? dentist's office, I assume. <laughs> Is it Dr. Lawrence Herbert DDS? Is that <laughs> it doesn't say DDS, but <laughs> but it's so weird because in the early credits, after written, directed, and edited by Um I do like how the, the head ninja and the, the, the white kid were doing basically a bad version of Dr. Evil and Frau Farbissina, just laughing on top of laughing, but it's not done nearly as well. <laughs> no. <laughs> That could be the, 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 the pull quote for this movie. Not done nearly as well. <laughs> they tried to do this, not as nearly as well. Do, do you know what the tagline is for this movie? Man of the Claw. <laughs> but here it is. So all of those things were on location in, in, in Philadelphia. 
And it says edited on location in Riga, Latvia. What? That's just what it says. What? What? And then it says post visual FX Dmitry Ilovev. So he obviously didn't do his job. He had yeah. a Lat- he had a Latvian hookup. I guess maybe that maybe that was no for special effects. Oh, for VFX car on fire. <laughs> yeah. So. Oh my God! I hope that guy got paid first. so as always on the show we try to find the real story behind the story even though now this movie is almost actually is longer this podcast is longer than this movie was Mm -hmm. uh mark what do you got i got a few of them uh or is it p90x priest (laughs) okay uh or is it a lesson that pimping ain't easy especially if you kill a priest's parents in front of him uh or is it doug and carol's not so excellent playlist uh, or, or is it God forgives, Velocipastor doesn't? <laughs> God forgives, Velocipastor doesn't forget. <laughs> Scott? Uh, mine is very simple. Um, this movie, I call this movie Pie because it's full of filling. There you go. <laughs> there you go. It's simplicity. It's, it's simplicity. It's, it's bad for you. But you still want it. But once you finish, you realize that there was really nothing there. And you don't feel like your life is any better off. No. But, but you're you not feel, better off after consuming it. No, you're not better off. But every once in a while, you'll fondly remember it. It's like, I remember when I had that pie. <laughs> and, <laughs> you know, and then so like every once in a while, be, I remember Philosopher. <laughs> That, and you, you know what, Scott? You, you hit the nail on the head. That is the difference between with, with some of the movies that we watch that are so bad you, you want to forget them. It's like a bad pie that you had that you don't want to ever have again. This is one. It's like, you know what? I would. This is one I would recommend to people who like this kind of movie. People that like yeah. Monster. Monster. Oh, my God. Number two. Yeah. Number two. Number two. <laughs> Got to watch that one. Um, I just have it as... The movie uh, constantly told us throughout the movie, smoking is cool. <laughs> Everybody's smoking in this movie. The oh. doctor at the end is smoking in this movie. So, oh, to, to your point, uh, there's one I noticed at the beginning when uh, when Carol's walking through the park. She's smoking. And then uh, the, the guy gets attacked, right? The guy's about to attack her uh, after all that give me your money exchange. So he goes whipping into the woods. She turns and looks, and she actually puts this the cigarette up to her mouth like she's going to finish the smoke. And then and she's like, oh, wait, I'm supposed to scream. And then, ah, she takes it like she Yes! <laughs> I saw that. Yes, you put it back in her mouth just so she can let it go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, well, that's going to about do it for Velocipastor from 2018 official release. But... Um, I'm Derek. I'm Ian Mark. I'm Scott. Join us next time. We'll take a look at the Jane Austen novel adaptation that even me and Mark would watch. Old English living mixes with outer space horror in Pride and Predator. (laughs) 